I'm unapologetically fly. No wonder why, that's just my attitude. Yeah. Okay, hey, that's just my. Uh, 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 come on. Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code here on Iconic.com and I'm here with John Brisson from The Kill Shed. I love The Kill Shed. It looks amazing and you have done it up a bit, but it, it looks great. I love it. I know you had a storm last week. Me and John have been chatting about some stuff that I've never heard before. I've been doing this for quite some time, but this was all new to me. I started looking to the Cathars recently and understanding that where a lot of this new age movement is coming from and... As someone who works in the, the alternative, um, works in alternative media now, but works in the uh, self-development world a few years back, making video content for that, I, I could see the madness of why the way some people were preaching and then behaving completely the opposite to the way they were preaching. And it was multi-level marketing at the time, and it was um, linguistics, and they were using all stuff like that. But but it, I could see it. I could see the madness and the insanity of it. And then speaking to John recently. We've been talking about the new age movement and what's really behind this new age movement. And I can see exactly where John's coming from. John is far more knowledgeable about this. So I'm going to pass it over to John. But guys, listen to this with an open mind, because I do think that you, you that like anything with the duality, there's both extremes from both ends. And we're seeing a real extreme other end. And it all starts with the Garden of Eden. And uh, that towel from the Garden of Eden and eating from the forbidden fruit. And we all know our Apple logo is the bite from the forbidden fruit, which was fire, which was knowledge. Um, and that's where we are. And, and, and to me, John, we'll start with this. To me, the Garden of Eden represents this reality. We're lucky to be in this reality. It's a beautiful place. You walk around this planet. It's stunning. But it feels like there's a kind of movement to try and make it seem like it's, it's something less desirable where'd you go from there yeah i mean richard uh you, I, okay so I, I guess a little background of myself i was raised christian um but i don't believe that i was born again because i myself um became a uh gnostic uh in my mid-adulthood during my 20s and my early 30s uh like many people i fell down the rabbit hole which again is another one of their terms uh i took the red pill which is again another one of their terms and i'm gonna talk about the new world order of love and light and i'll get into that in a minute uh uh around 2008 when i heard alex jones discuss that 9-11 was an inside job on on coast to coast am with george nori um and then ever since then you know you start learning okay well this is a lie then what else is a lie right so then you you start, you know, you watch Zach Geist and you're, you're, you know, you believe that, you know, all religions are the same and Christianity borrowed from all these religions. Um, and then you start believing that the church has lied to you the whole entire time. And yes, the church has, but which church? The church before Constantine or the church after Constantine and when it was corrupt, you know, corrupted and controlled and so forth. But I digress there. So, you know, I, I started, I, I, I was full in on with Gnosticism. I just believed in my arrogancy, which many people who are Gnostics, um, not all, uh, but many people who are Gnostics, many people who are, uh, that, that, that have new age beliefs, including myself back in the day, uh, tend to be very narcissistic and be very arrogant, which some people would claim that I am today somewhat. And I do my best to try to check myself. I, I really do. It's difficult. We're all human. We all have fallen flesh. Uh, you know, and one of my biggest things that I have to deal with is pride and arrogancy. Uh, but at least I'm aware of it now. 
Um, but in my pride and arrogancy, you know, I was aware that, you know, Madame Blavatsky and the UN meditation rooms and, and uh, Alice Bailey and the Theosophical Society and the Maitreya and all that. I, I, in my arrogancy, I just believe that, well, uh, they practice Gnosticism differently than me. The World Order practices Gnosticism differently than me. The New Age practices Gnosticism differently than me. So they have it wrong and I have it right. And I'm going to build my own subjective cosmology of the world to fit it into this nice uh, uh, box where I'll take, okay, well, this person had this part right, so I'll take this. This group had this part right, and I'll take this, and I'll build my cosmology on subjective truth. Um, and it's extremely flawed. <laughs> it's, it's very flawed when you look at it. It's also very arrogant, too, as well, right? Um, so it seems to me that a lot of people that learn the truth about the world that they've been lied to they get stuck in this Gnostic trap. I mean, look at the movie, The Matrix, for example, the red pill and the blue pill. It's heavily Gnostic influenced, um, heavily Mystery Babylon influenced. So, you know, how many of us in the truth community or how many of us um, who have become an awoke or awaken, you know, for the lack of better word, um, we look down on the sheep, right? We look down on the sheep. Uh, they, they keep eating their blue pills. We ate our red pill. Um, we're more enlightened than they are. We know more than they are. We have all these hidden knowledge more than they do. And let me try to awaken them. You know, let me try to give them their own Kundalini awakening. Let me try to see if I can awaken in the truth. Some people would say in the modern terms, I don't know, the past four or five years since the QAnon operation, let me give them their own great awakening. And in doing so, they can look at the world exactly how I look at it or very similar to that. And that's become a problem in the truth movement. But then again, I could argue that's been a problem since Satan misquoted God and misquoted scripture and Eve decided to eat of the apple of the knowledge of good and evil. And so in doing so, since we had the perversion of truth leading to subjective truth that ye can be gods, in doing so, um, you have the corruption of creation. And in such, um, man got the knowledge of good and evil, and in doing so, man became corrupted. We have fallen flesh because of that. And since man became corrupted, all of a sudden, all of beautiful creation of the Garden of Eden, okay, and how beautiful creation is. Richard, you and I are both parents, and when you become parents and you have children, many people start to realize how precious life is. How, how you know, a lot of, you know, some people, you know, I, I wasn't ready to be a father, you know, it, it was it was God had chosen that path for me in the time for me to have my first son. Right. I was still, you know, completely lost to the world. Right. I wasn't a, a complete adult. I was a millennial. And like most millennials, I had to get my crap together. Right. And, but, you know, when I had my son, I started realizing how different life is and how much I had to grow up. And yes, it took years for me to reach the person I am now. And I still have a long way to go, as many of us do. But you start realizing that creation is beautiful because many of us who get trapped in this subjective truth community, the subjective truth, the Gnostic truth, that creation is inherently completely evil, that it's completely darkness, that the, you know, that that because of the world elite, because of them, 
everything is evil. Don't bring any kids. How many times have you heard about depopulation in the Georgia Guidestones? But yet, just like the Gnostics, you don't want to bring any kids onto this earth because that's a burden because you don't want them to bring into this wicked, falling, disgusting world. That's a trap. That's a trap that we railed that the elites put over the masses, but yet how many people in our own community have fallen for that own trap believe they want you to believe that God's creation is wicked completely, that it's disgusting, that it's evil, that there's no beauty here, that you can't bring forth beauty um, yourself, uh, you know, and, and God can't use you to bring forth beauty either or to touch people's lives and everything. You know, it, it's, it's, it, that's one of the major lies that have been since the inception, since the garden, is that, you know, you can be God and look how bad of a job God has done. Look how wicked and fallen and evil this world is, and God's holding you back. And that's where we are. And it's sad. It's truly sad. And look, I'm, I'm not getting up here on my soapbox and saying I'm holier than now. I've been that person. And I still fight against that flesh, that person, that old me that I used to be every single day. And just because I'm a Christian doesn't necessarily mean that I don't fall to the flesh sometimes. Lord knows I do. You don't become perfect the moment you're, moment you're born again. But the thing is, is now I'm trying through communion with the Holy Spirit, trying to have an active self-reflection that, hey, when I'm doing things that are wrong, my conscience should check me. Maybe I should slow down and realize that, yes, there are powers and principalities that are wicked that we war against in high places, but that doesn't mean that the environment around me, it doesn't mean my, mean my friends and family, it doesn't mean my community, that there isn't some beauty here that was endowed to us by our creator, God the Father and Jesus Christ. And that is truly breaking free of the matrix. Jesus was sent here to free the captives. That's what being free truly is, is, is not that you see complete wickedness, wickedness in this world or something's, you know, as far as looking at the world in and of itself, that it's, you know, completely live your best life now. Everything is perfect. God's a genie to everything is wicked. Why do we even live here? You know, the leader evil. Don't bring any kids into this world. This is a nihilistic belief. That has been the dualism since the Garden of Eden that has been brought forth against man. There's something really like that's coming apparent to me here. It's that you've got two things going on, but both mean the same thing. You've got transhumanism, which is human plus and we're through technology, but then you've got another transhumanism, which is this new age transhumanism is we can become greater than we are right now and, and superhuman as in connected to the spirit and we can be God. We are God. Both of them are transcending what we are right now. Apparently that means by definition, they'd believe that what we are right now is not good enough. But that makes sense. That's 100% correct. Um, that God never created us good enough. Um, now, here's a book, Happy Birthday, Planet Earth by Barbara Marks Hubbard. Now, Barbara Marks Hubbard was one of the most, uh, 
without of a better terms, wicked people that walk the face of this earth. Actually, um, it was um, Jonas Salk from the Jonas Salk Institute, the creator of the polio vaccine, actually said that Barbara Marx Hubbard was continuing his work. Now, Barbara Marx Hubbard wanted uh, says that it's a good thing that one fourth of the population of the world is going to be eliminated when they're not able to ascend to higher consciousness, when not able to make the great awakening. OK, so oops, sucks to be them. All right. So in here, she writes something that is very applicable to what's going on right now with the pandemic, okay? And this was written back in the mid-80s, mid all right? So let's listen to this. How would the whole system of select among its parts for those members capable of attuning to the whole? By a system of communication, in a cellular body with the DNA communicates through a messenger RNA who gets the template or pattern and goes forth among the micromolecule, macromolecules to track those capable of identifying with, become identical with the pattern car carried by the RNA. The attached molecules are drawn into the cell and are given complex instructions to perform highly specific functions within the cell. They self-transcend, not by leaping from moleculehood to cellhood, but by the integration with other macromolecules in a new pattern, which is greater than the sum of its parts. They transcend by synergistic cooperation. So break that down into to layman's terms for us. What that actually means? Okay, explain that in, in layman's it, terms. You you could you could add with this what's going around with the mRNA, Pfizer, and Moderna vaccines, and the adenovirus uh, DNA vector vaccines of AstraZeneca, um, uh, and uh, um, and uh, Johnson and Johnson. And that this is the spiritual aspect of changing one's RNA or DNA or using RNA to change one's epigenetics so that they're able to, quote unquote, transcend. Jonas Salk, Barbara Marks Hubbard, gene therapy with the pandemic right there. Transcend. So what she's saying, transcend to. I mean, I'm assuming I, I don't transcend know where she's. To the perfect spiritual bodies, the perfection. There's Ubermensch. Yes, but from a spiritual sense, by using physical means to do so. So all of these have in there, and guys, if you listen to this, all of this has in common that humans, as we are, are flawed, and we're not good enough, even the Nazi, the, the superhuman race. We need to become something more, something better. So by definition, we are not good enough. And, and then on top of that, you have this, this planet is a prison planet. And I know you've talked about the prison planet, this term prison planet, where does this come from and, and how we know that Alex Jones uses the term prison planet. Um, but the term of the, the, the feeling, and then obviously the matrix is we are trapped in this hell hole. The Cathars talked about this being hell on earth. Um, they didn't want to have children here. They said that every time you brought a child here, you snatched some divine entity, divine God spirit and brought it here and had to get out this all has the same terminology it's all the mate this this kind of matrix of we shouldn't be here this is a bad place um yeah just talk, talk to me about what is that about you know very much so so joshua laterberg in the 1960s he coined the term euphenics uh that you could change a person's individual genetics you could change a person's epigenetics or through their environment instead of changing um kind of like evolution, quote unquote, as a whole, right, of a population. So that's what a lot of this pandemic has been, uh, is that they're using these mRNA and uh, viral vector DNA-based weapons as gene therapy from a nefarious standpoint uh, to change 
our, you know, the way that our genes are expressed. Now, if you follow the work of the elite and the work of what they call, there seems to be possible two world orders in place. You have the old world order, the whole 1984, um, uh, they perpetually like forever wars, they like combat, you know, and then you have the new world order, which wants to kind of, you know, use science, but with magic, with a K, as a way of kind of changing humanity and technology and kind of have them transcend into being gods. Okay. So you kind of have like this balance. 9-11 may have been kind of like a fight between the two, the anthrax letters and the anthrax terrorism may have been the, the new world order of love and light, what they plan to do. The old world order, one of the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, Donald Rumsfeld has had many connections to numerous pharmaceutical companies, board members and heads. Uh, you know, he was, when he came out and he was kind of exposing the old world order and their forever wars and the Pentagon budget, anything. And he was shocked when, you know, they, the, the 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 towers had come come down and everything like that so maybe the new world order is winning out right now with the pandemic who knows and i know i'm kind of giving a broad picture here there have been people like mark from houston tonic live who's discussed this possible theory but it does fit when you're looking into all this because they hate we're always told that the elites hate us and that they want to preserve the creation without us okay and yes there is some truth to that to some elites but to the other elites it's the creation is evil and they want to transcend god they want to be god so in doing so they're going to use genetics they're going to use transhumanism they're going to use um magic and so they're going to try to war against God. And that's what they plan on trying to achieve. And that's been since the Tower of Babel's been formed, right? And the numerous pyramids that have popped up all around the world and the redunning of, of the, the of creation, kind of like many Towers of Babel is what it is. So you have, you know, one group that wants to dominate man, that wants to dominate humans, and does it mainly primarily through warfare. And you have the other, like the love and world, new world order. So you have the old world order, the divine right of kings, um, you know, the the the, the serfdom, uh, 1984. But then you have the new world order of love and light, the world order that appears that it's going to, in your best interest, it's going to help you out. You want to transcend. You want to overcome this prison planet. You want to overcome this wicked world. I mean, we have Parsons, uh, Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard. They did Babylon working to bring the moon child into existence, right? And that moon child may have been, and the timeline does add up, possibly, maybe, Colonel Michael Aquino, the Satanist temple, head of Templeist, said himself, okay? And, and so, you know, that's what they're trying to do is you kind of maybe have these two competed elite groups that kind of want different ways to control the population for their own advantage, right? And so you also have the two books that, that, that show these two different types of the world order. You have 1984 by Orwell, and you have Brave New World by Huxley. And Huxley was very much into theosophy and very much into, um, 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 uh, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on it. Um, uh, like Plato and Aristotle um, philosophy. Yep. So he was very much into that too as well. 
Uh, so, you know, you have these two pre presentations of the world order that are both horrific, right? But one is pleasure and you can escape the world and everything is great. And the other is you're under the totalitarian boot, right? And that seems to be what's happening now, Richard, with the pandemic is the totalitarian boot is on everyone's neck, right? The 1984 type scenario so that when the white hats come in of love and yeah. light to rescue us, they're going to take that person who has their boot off of our neck, push them to the side, and they're going to pick us up with a velvet glove. But behind that velvet glove is an iron fist. I completely get that. So basically, we're looking at a, um, a complete setup here of in terms of this fascist or whatever you want to call it, totalitarian regime, guys, would, would fall but it would be set up to fall. So this new world order, the Illuminati, these bloodlines, this feeling of, of um, oppression, real dark, as you say, 1984, would purposely be set up to fail. Then you would feel like you'd won. But the actual winning of it would be in itself, this new age, new world would be, this transhumanist new love and light. But actually what essentially it is, is a... Um, is, just as bad but in a different it's a different flavor of of uh control and it's a uh, but it's meant to be that way so you would kind of get over one thinking so it's, it's almost like when when someone abuses you and stops abusing you you feel like you're no longer being abused but actually they've just stopped and it's still a shit relationship if that makes <laughs> sense yeah yeah i mean yeah you're right and so when you actually study and a lot of it's been hidden from the truth community it's not mentioned right it's mm. mentioned or it's only mentioned in different compartmentalized parts and once you start looking at a whole you start realizing hold up there's something wrong here scientology connects to theosophy you know it connects to uh false christianity and christian zionism and the unification church and like it all like starts connecting together right maitreya buddhism hinduism like it all is all there uh, and you can call it the, 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 the religion of mystery Babylon, or, or you take it back to the Garden of Eden, like we talked about earlier, you could be as gods, uh, you could be like God, you can usurp God, the lie that, the, that uh, Satan told Eve, uh, the serpent. So, you know, it, it, it becomes that. So many people who are New Agers, and I don't mean to, you know, single you out here, I used to be a New Ager myself. Um, I just thought that the elite, you know, they just had it wrong. They were just wrong. Barbara Marks Hubbard was wrong. Uh, Alice Bailey was wrong. Uh, Madame Blatt Vlatsky was wrong. Albert Pike was wrong. Um, my brand of, brand, you know, of new age beliefs are correct. But when you really start reading them, it becomes extremely difficult. And then when you start reading the Gnostic writings, which the Nag Hammadi Library, the Dig, the Translation, the propagation were all funded by the Rockefellers. Yeah. I even had Miguel Connor, Connor from Aeon Byte admit that on a stream when he answered my chat. And guys, so, it is. I mean, I watched a, little, a documentary, I think it was on Gaia of all things, a few weeks back, and they were looking at the Nagamati text and, and they went straight to, a, I think I sold you this on the phone, straight to a lady who was looking at them. She was cleaning them up and it was the Rockefeller Institute. And I'm thinking, and you start to kind of think this is just mad. And um, so what, what John's... Like another great way of putting it is either you're either going to, they're going to replace a smack in the face with being smothered by a pillow, basically. Yeah, yes. Why they're telling you this, you're, they love you because you won't transcend with the rest of them. You won't ascend with the rest of them. You won't awake. I mean, Barbara Marks Hubbard completely believed in 2012 and look what happened with that, right? Mm. Well, yeah. So as, long, so, so as long as, you know, you're not going to ascend 
We're putting this pillow on you because we love you so much because you have to escape this prison planet because you're not good enough to be us. You're not good enough to ascend. So since you're not good enough to ascend and we love you so very much, we have to take you out because it's good for the world. And it's good for the population of the world too as well and those who really truly understand their status as little gods. That's what this is. And in my opinion, this is more nefarious than the boot on your throat because at least the boot on the throat, you see it coming. Yep, I agree. I agree. And, I, and I, I've looked at this and I've seen the people that, that, that go into this, not everyone, but the new age. And it, there, is a, there is a level of wild-eyed insanity to a lot of this. And you sit back and then when the camera's off, and you look at some of these people, I don't know, but the people, some people I've come across, especially in the self-development world, and this was a classic example, they are fucking horrible people. Vile, some of them. So like psychopathically vile. And they latch on to this new age thing. And because it's such nonsense. And you can tell because they speak in a very soft way and it's very wild-eyed. And it's almost, it's very, very Scientology. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, it is very much Scientology methods too, as well of mind control. You know, I mean, we talk about a lot about mind control and in, in, in the power of persuasion, Richard, in in, in conspiracy culture, do we not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're all falling for it through different degrees. You know, and I know a lot of people, you know, will come at me as being a Christian, and how do I know that what my beliefs and faith are correct? And you know. I'm not going to sit here and discuss it because it would take a while of individually why I believe that it is objective truth. But I will say in the defense of Christianity is that, you know, there are a lot of people who call themselves Christians who don't practice the faith earnestly as they should. And a lot of them have indoctrined these new age beliefs like the new apostolic reformation and the law of attraction and the law of one saying it's a law a law of the universe saying it's a scientific law that it is a law when in reality it's a theory because Lord knows we can't manifest everything our little heart desires. There has Mm -hmm. to be something there. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just interesting. It's interesting that when you start reading, you know, what these people actually say, if you read them enough, you can't dismiss them. I mean, I used to believe in orgone therapy and Wilhelm Reich, but then, you know, I, I did I send you information on Wilhelm Reich? Did we discuss We chatted Reich? it on the phone. Yes, we did. Yeah. yeah. And so if you actually read Wilhelm Reich, he's a very disturbed individual, very disturbed individual. I mean, when he was a teenager, he was uh, 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 molesting his, his horses on the family farm. Um, and, and, and I mean, you know, when he discussed orgone energy, he discussed it comes from the innocence of children, and he calls it, quote-unquote, Christ consciousness energy. But it's not the innocence of children uh, of, of just being a child. It's the sexual innocence of children, which, of course, you know, with the infant or, uh, or organomic research centers that were in basements of houses that Reich was, was, was doing with all of these psychoanalysts and psychologists that he had worked with, you know, they were caught. Um, allegedly, uh, you know, molesting kids and masturbating them and helping them have sexual awakenings. Is this they, similar that's to why the... they were that's why they were run out of um, uh, uh, towns? And it wasn't the FDA and the government coming after Reich for cloud busting and all that that you've been told it's a lie. Mm. It was because of this. I mean, Reich's own own, own family members have discussed this in the in, in, in the, the the money and the power behind Reich. 
and and, and the, the the uh you know his organization today um even though Reich's deceased they still go around and say oh we've been persecuted by the FDA and the United States government and you know all these allegations against Wilhelm Reich is all a lie and everything like that go read his writings if you don't believe me it is the writings of a deeply disturbed man and we like to talk about Alfred Kinsey and the Kinsey scale and Kinsey's involvement in the sexualization of children there's no difference between Kinsey and Wilhelm Reich. There is it similar to, to the Vril concept? Some degree, yes. Yeah, sounds like it. And I know it's hard because I used to believe in organized and using to pr protect you against non-native EMF and organized therapy. I used to believe in it. But if you look, there is a spiral symbol within organized. What does that spiral symbol represent on the FBI mm -hmm. database for pedophilia? But people overlook it. Read Wilhelm Reich's works, writings himself. It's all there. And, and trust me, when I was hearing this stuff, and it was uh, Michael Joseph, who sadly is completely fell into the QAnon deception, God used him to, and I watched all these videos, and I remember me still being a Gnostic saying, there's no way this is true in my arrogancy, uh, uh, Richard, I, that I would have already realized that the Rockefellers were knee-deep in Gnosticism and its propagation in modern times, and that Wilhelm Reich was a pedophile. I would have known that. I would have came across that. Someone would have told me, just like when I found about the Council for National Policy. Oh, Alex Jones would have told me about the CMP. Oh, he would have, even though he's a member of the CMP. You know, so it, it, how arrogant I used to be and how I still fight against that arrogance to this day. It's how little do we truly really know? You know, and, and, and it's just, it's just, I don't, I, it's, it, it's just, it, it, it boggles my mind. And I know it does too, is once, and I know this is difficult for what I'm saying for many people, and many people are going to knee jerk about it. And I'm not saying I have all the pieces of the puzzle fit into the puzzle. I don't, and no one does. Okay. But I can tell you this, once you start become aware of these concepts within the truth movement and within the world order and how things are working, you start to see that things are a little bit different than we've been told for decades. You can actually argue that Alice Bailey, who sounds like a modern truther, if you read her words of how much she distrusts the world order and the government, but puts poison pills in there, of course, about how great Lucifer is. Of course, we had the Lucius Trust, the UN, Theosophy, mm -hmm. and I digress there. But, you know, it's interesting how conspiracy theorists came to a point where it used to be us researching things. And yes, there's a certain amount of certain events throughout the history of the world that are fake and certain amounts of it true. But then in the last decade, decade and a half, it became that everything was 100% false. Everything was 100% part of the matrix. Every event that's ever happened was false. Where does that come from? That comes from Gnosticism. That comes from New Ageism. That comes from Theosophy. Alice Bailey would look at it the same way too. And in doing so, conspiracy researchers who used to try to figure out, okay, what percentage of this is real, which percentage of this is false, who, the who, what, the where, the why, and the how, that no longer became people investigating anything, including myself. I mean, I've been on Jim Fetzer's show it's to let you guys know, and I've disclosed that and how wrong I was. Everybody thinks that everything's fake now and that nothing's real. 
Mm. When in reality, there's a certain percentage. There's a certain percentage of real. There's a certain percentage of fake. And it's almost impossible to really know, truly know what that percentage is when it comes to events that are propagated by the world order. But we live in such a subjective truth movement now and not an objective truth movement or anything, uh, anything people try to get to an objective truth. That the minute, the minute someone says, hey, maybe with Randy Hook, maybe some parts of it were maybe true and some parts of it were maybe fabricated or contrived, you automatically dismiss because the person doesn't say it's 100% a hoax. And you're also automatically, you've got people that are, like someone like Bill, uh, Bill Cooper, great research and stuff, and he changed his mind towards the end about the UFO, stuff like that. Also, people dump things out the baby with the bathwater because if they get anything that's wrong or they change their mind on anything, everything's thrown out. There's so much muddying of the waters of information. So people will come up with some stuff that you might like, like the new, the new age stuff will get lumped in with the new world order type um, bloodlines that go back through to Babylon and Mesopotamia and it all gets mixed in there. And then you kind of go, well, we can't, he was lying about that bit. So he's obviously completely, and the shill word gets, and it's like, no one can even make any mistakes and try and, I called this show glitch in the code because I obviously believed in that stuff. And now I don't. And now I'm learning that, 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 that has possibly nonsense or that has a nefarious feel to it. And I'm fine with that. Okay. Whatever. I'm 40 yeah. years old. I'm not supposed to understand this stuff. <laughs> I'm trying to get it. Me included. Okay. Me I'm included, fine Richard. with that. I have no, I, I, see this as a kind of like an unanswerable question because if there is a god and i believe there is a god they created this and i'm not supposed to understand this but i am supposed to enjoy trying to figure it out and that's fine i've never it's none it's a game that's supposed to end so say we are in the my concept is we are, are are in the garden of eden this is a beautiful place and we've got a game we've been given a great game trying to figure out why we were here who created it and what's going on but it's not supposed to be answerable because we can't con we can't figure it out. We're not supposed to figure it out, but we are supposed to enjoy the game. There's no winning of this. There is just enjoyment of the game. Does that kind of make sense to you? Again, that's another Gnostic concept to some degree, because there okay. were some Gnostic there were some Gnostics who were not against um the creation. Um so I do believe that our purpose. I meant that in in terms of the conspiracy, not in terms of life, in conspiracy world of this sort of research. Then yes, you, then yes, yes. Yeah. Um, if we're not looking at life, we're looking at research, conspiracy research in and of itself. Then yes, I look at myself as Sherlock Holmes in the games of foot. All right. Yeah. But again, that's a trap too. And. I don't know. Some di- sometimes I think about walking away. Same here. But it's, it's fun. But then I get to meet people like yourself and chat about these things, you know, and that's the great adventure of it all because we would have never met and chatted about these things if we that's weren't true. had similar interests. So th- it's, but I've learned, I'm learning so much from what you're, what you're talking about. I just want to ask a quick question before we move on before I forget. So you were talking about the, the original Christianity and how it was mm-hmm. taught. From what I can understand, it wasn't supposed to be what it is today the big churches everywhere all of this thing was supposed to be a very small way of learning some very simple ways of living your life 
as a decent person. Would that be fair to say in a very, very yes. simple way of putting it? Yes, yes. So what um, happened? Okay, so um, even when um, the apostles um, still walked the earth after Jesus had, had you know, gone back to heaven, um, the gospel was even being corrupted by man's own hardened heart um, and by principalities and powers, demons and Satan. Uh, 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 e even shortly after that, that there were people who were trying to pervert the gospel and use it for their own means or using, or using it for uh, uh, Satan's objectives. Okay. So um, early Christianity, because we were always taught that, you know, Constantine this, Council of Nicaea. Did you know Council, the Council of Nicaea uh, didn't even uh, decide the canon of the Bible? No, I'm very, very limited knowledge on this. That's why I'm asking these Most questions. Most people believe that lie that it was, uh, and I myself included. Um, and that was one, you know, if I would have known the history of my faith uh, uh, at the time of being a Christian, I never would have fell for the life Gnosticism uh, because I would have realized that, hey, wait a minute, you know, there's this whole period before Constantine, there's this whole period before the Catholic Church, there's this whole period before the Council of Nicaea, where there were many church fathers and many people who actually knew, the, you know, some of the disciples, right? Like uh, Polycarp knew uh, what we call the... Um, the uh, apostolic fathers, Polycarp knew John, uh, the, John the, the beloved disciple. Um, so there's kind of like this, this church history that's not taught, and I think it's purposely hidden, because so people can go, hey, you, ever, you know the church is lying to you, right? The Catholic church is lying to you. The church is lying to you. There's all these hidden gospels. There's all this hidden knowledge they're keeping from you, right? And, and then so once you, you start falling for, for that, you're because, I mean, it's the same thing. The, the, the world order is lying to you about 9-11. The world, you know, the church is lying to you. And I'm not saying that they're not. I'm not a Catholic. But the thing is, is if you just take the Bible of itself and you just take and you just read it and you take the New Testament just of itself, then the teachings of Jesus Christ and you try to live those teachings. OK, now, granted, I do believe it's more than that because Jesus commands us. Uh, to uh, love God with all our heart and to love our neighbor as ourselves. So we do have to honor God. We have to stop rebelling against God. We have to repent. You know, we do have, you have to accept Jesus as sacrifice. Like there are things that we have to do, obviously, that are outside of living uh, a moral and just life, um, which is what Jesus commands us to do. We're supposed to live up to his image on earth. Okay. But we are called to like, for example, for me, I used to have so much disdain for the world elite, so much disdain for them, Richard. I used to hate them. And you and I have talked about this. I used to be kill them all, let God sort them out, you know, or kill, you know, kill them all, you know, and, and everything. I am no longer uh, pro death penalty. Um, I am, I no longer feel that way at all. Uh, God says, vengeance is mine. Jesus said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Um, it is not up to me. Um, I, I, I am also told to pray for, for, for the leader, our leaders, no matter how fallen and wicked they may be, um, and, and pray, pray for my enemies, um, and, and Jesus, and that is one of the main core tenets, uh, you know, of, of Jesus' teachings is, is that, is forgiveness, it, and it's a very, very, very difficult thing to do, and the fallen, 
but yet beautiful wicked world that we live in, right? So, so you know, it's, it's very difficult with everything that's going on right now, as much as I despise, you know, Joseph Biden, uh, it, it's very difficult to pray for Biden, pray that he gets saved, pray that, you know, that he, you know, he, um, uh, stops doing wicked things into the American public, right? Into the world, right? Um, but we're back in the day, I would have so much hatred and spend so much energy just hating Biden and being fearful and being scared because the Lord doesn't give us a spirit of fear of worldly things. He, he gives us a spirit of peace, the Holy Spirit. So, you know, I, I, there's a lot of Christians now, even the ones who've been caught up into the grand deception, the grand illusion, uh, 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 the, the coming world order of love and light, who trust Trump, who, 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 who are completely feared, completely scared, you know, wishing death upon all these people that they have to be punished and killed and destroyed um, and, and wishing you know, death upon their liberal progressive neighbors, for example. There's clips of these people even saying that Christians like me, since I will not join in their holy war, are going to have to be killed. And we saw that with the Jewish zealots during Jesus' time that Jesus railed against. Jesus said, I could, I could command angels to stop my, my, my persecution by the Roman Empire, you know, and my walk to the cross, the sacrifice. I can stop this at any point in given time, but that's not what I'm here to do. And so, you know, you have people practicing false Christianity, dominionism, um, uh, name it, claim it, which is uh, the, the, the power of one new ageism reaching Christianity, um, uh, um, people um, hating people, just hating their neighbors. You know, um, I, I might disagree and be, dis you know, disagree with a person's life choices, including some of my own life choices when I sin, right? Jude says uh, that we're supposed to hate the, the, the garment polluted by the flesh, but not hate the person committing the sin. Okay. You know, I, I'm not, I, I might hate what Joe Biden does, or I might disagree with Joe Biden does, but I'm called by the new Testament to not hate him or to not hate anyone. Okay. And it's extremely difficult. And I'm not going to tell you there's sometimes that I don't, <laughs> that I don't hate people or say things that I don't mean to say or do that. I have to repent to God. About. It's tough. It's tough. But you're seeing a lot of that revolutionary spirit, and there's been no revolution in the modern times, whether it's the American Revolution, the French Revolution, the Bolshevik Revolution, the Maoist Revolution. How many of these revolutions, when they overthrew the old forms of government, worked in our favor? Are we truly free in the land of the land of the free and the home and the brave of the United States of America? Have we been truly free? Majority of the founding fathers were deists and Satanists and Luciferians through their own writings and language. You could talk about all the occult history of the United States of America, but somehow the founding fathers got it right through the American Revolution, and somehow Trump's going to get it right through his supposed revolution and the QAnon operations. Ridiculous. There are no white hats. They're not. So when the love, world order of love and light comes to save you, they ain't. They ain't coming to save you, especially if you realize that you've been fooled and it's too late. They'll take you out just like they have of any other revolution beforehand. This is there will never be a revolution by the people, and that's sad. I, I mean, I used to believe that for years that you know there's white hats and the people are going to rise up, and there has has it ever 
Has it ever happened through recorded history? I guess you could say all recorded history is a lie, that it has worked. I just don't see the fruits of it. I don't. So, you know, I would say our time's better well spent communion with God the Father and Jesus Christ, breaking down the barriers that people have put between, or you have put between your relationship with God. You know, churches have failed and hurt so many people and have, you know, made so many people turn their back on God the Father. But that wasn't God. That was man. Man did that. The fallen heart of man did that. And so, you know, trying to live by the tenets of Jesus, be kind to your community, be kind to your family. There's many families that have been ruined just over partisan divide, blue team, red team. Uh, you know, I believe this way. I believe that way. You know, it, it's, 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 it's horrible. It's horrible that it's really gotten to that point where we're, the elite have us all at each other's throats. Each other's throats while we're waiting for Donald Trump to come and save us. It's sad, Richard. It's really sad that half of the truth movement has been completely disarmed by this love and light world order to not really analyze what is going on at this current time in history. I mean, Donald Trump just spoke to the Moonies, the Unification Church, you know, the unification of all world's religion at the rally of hope and peace. The president of the United States addressed this one world religion council partnered with the UN, by the way, had, who had Sarah Gilbert, the, the, one of the head creators of the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, speak at the conference both times about how great the vaccines are saving the world from the pandemic and the coronavirus. And yet Trump speaks to this conference praising the Unification Church and the Moonies and of all the good work they did. When the Unification Church, among blaspheming Jesus by Moon, saying that Jesus fell in his mission on the cross and that he was God, um, they were involved in the Franklin scandal trafficking kids. They were involved in financing the formation of the Council for National Policy. They were involved in the drug running with the Ranch Iran-Contra affair, among many other things. They worked directly with the United States Central Intelligence Agency and the Korea Central Intelligence Agency. This, this is a very, very wicked, new age, one world religion church. And Trump goes and speaks there, or at least speaks to them through the internet it's crazy and half the conspiracy movement just overlooks it because they believe in the god emperor is going to save them but this the totalitarianism of biden the point where bill cooper was was talking about is that humanity isn't ready not to have a daddy or a mummy at the moment we quite clearly could because what option do, do humanity have if they don't have someone telling them what to do there's no, we can't, we'll just, it'll be fucking carnage. So there has to be some people need to be told what to do. They've been, you know what I mean? They, they yeah. can't, it can't actually, so they can't concept. They can't, and I don't think even I could, they can't conceive a world where then they could get up in the morning and they go, I literally have, I can do anything what I want to do today and for the rest of my life and I'll get everything I want. They wouldn't know what to do with that. It would be fucking carnage because they need structure. And yeah. I wonder if the, a part of this Garden of Eden fable is the fact that the, the knowledge was the fact that you were not ready for the bite of the apple. I'm going to tell you not to have it, but you are not ready to bite it. And then when you do bite it, 
you're going to have to take responsibility. It's the age of, we talk about the age of innocence, the golden age coming back. The age of innocence was before, I believe, the bite of the apple and then carnage. And people, all this new age movement talks about getting back to the age of innocence again, the age, the new age, the age of innocence. You can't go back once you've, the Pandora's box doesn't close. That feels like that they're trying to bring about a new age of innocence. Would that be fair to kind of say? Yes, but there was the innocence of man in the Garden of Eden that God had given us, and they want to create a counterfeit faux age of innocence. Yes, yes, what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the thing is, is we can't. Uh, um, only when we you know Jesus comes back, um, and we 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 shed our our our, our bodies and those who believe in Jesus and have a sacrifice, we will be reborn again, and and and, and the sin will be purged. Uh, you know, the fallen sin nature will be purged and, and we it, it will be a reborn of it will be kind of the lack of a better words when New Jerusalem and New Earth is created, it'll be a reset. And during this point in given time, it can't be fixed. And until then, and they want to try in their own perverted way. But even if they were trying to bring a utopia here down on Earth, which that's not what they want. But let's just say they, their best intentions are a heart, and they're, it's true. Um, how are they going to do it? Because there's going to be people that aren't going to want it. So mm. what are they going to do with those people? You know? Um, and, and so it's – any way you look at it, from their standpoint, they're going to achieve their objectives. And they – Think about, okay, so juxtapose Gnosticism with the teachings of Jesus in this regard. Gnosticism tells you if you don't take the red pill, you're a sheep. And people have taken the red pill, look down on sheep. Jesus says he's the good shepherd. Those who accept him are sheep. And those who are outside of, outside of that pen of sheep are either lost sheep or, or hustlers trying to steal the sheep for the wolf, which is Satan, okay? So you have these two differing ideas of how to look at it, right? So in a lot of ways, as a Christian, I am a sheep, and I'm a willing sheep. And I know a lot of people will scoff at that, me even saying that because they've been programmed to look down on that. And a lot of people, too, as well, as far as Christianity is concerned, they'll, they'll, they'll say, you know, well, I'm – it's interesting. They'll, they'll look at Satanists and their do-what-thou-wilt attitude, and they'll say, that's horrible. I don't want to be like that. But they'll look at me as me trying to live by the Ten Commandments and say, I'm trapped in a religious dogma. How dare I do that? when all I'm trying to do is honor God and honor, honor um, not myself, but the people around me in the, in, in the population of the world by just trying to uh, love them as I love myself. Because we all love ourselves, especially in the world that we live in now with technology. Richard, we all love ourselves a little bit too much. And, and so there's many different ways of looking at this. and. It, 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 it's, 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 
I don't know what's going to happen in the future, and I'd love to get your opinion on it real quick. It seems to be that Trump is coming back. Mo Brooks had already said it's the second coming of Donald Trump. They've already had this motif that he's returning. I don't know how he's returning. I don't know if it's going to be by an election coming up. I don't know if Biden's going to step down and Kamala Harris is going to become president and then they're going to nominate someone for vice president. It could be Hillary Clinton and then you have Clinton versus Trump too. I don't know. It's all speculation guessing. If anybody tells you they know exactly what's going to happen, they're mistaken, all right? But I do believe in some form, shape, or fashion, Trump will be president of the United States again. And they, okay, you'll find this interesting. The Ab- you know what the Abraham Accords are, don't you? I don't, no, no. The, the peace in the Middle East that Jared Kushner and Donald Trump tried to do and set okay. forth. Um, you think Biden would be against... Kushner would be against the Abraham Accords, right? In theory, you think he would, right? Mm-hmm. No. Senior officials of the Biden administration and senior officials of the Trump administration are going to be at the Abraham Accords with Jared Kushner this month. And what do they do there? What? What? How does it function? Sorry, they're, they're, they're bringing forth supposedly peace in the Middle East and peace in Israel, and they're trying to bring all the Arab countries to stop raging war against Israel. Sorry, war against Israel. Yes. Against Israel. Yes. Or how can you be at war against someone who's at war? Well, some of the Arab nations are, yes. How can you be war against someone who's at war with yourself? I understand that, but at least the perception of such, right? They're trying to establish peace in the Middle East. So they say, so they say, say. okay. That sounds like they're trying to placate they're trying. They're trying to stop pushback against Israel. That doesn't sound like anything about that. It's not going to be true peace. Christian Palestinians and Arab Pal- and Muslim Palestinians are still going to be persecuted. Okay, but it's still the illusion of peace of what they're trying to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is revelation. Maybe there will be peace for years. I don't know. But they're trying to bring forth that, and both administrations are working to that together, even though it's supposed to be diametrically opposed to each other. And we all know the Middle East and this whole thing. What is your 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 um, view on this? The prophecies of the Solomon's Temple and and um, and the, the Second Coming and all this kind of rapture. What is your kind of take on on that? That seems to have been used um, not only in Westworld or fucking things, um, but it seems to have been used as a tool to kind of well, just it, it seems to be a lot of occult teachings going on there. And the, the, the whole Solomon's Temple thing, to me, that seems to be where I believe that's where the whole AI infrastructure will be. The beast system will be Solomon's Temple on Temples of Temple Mount. Or at least that's the aim of, of one of these subsect of this cult. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Um, you know, I, I would say um, that everybody has their different interpretation of the Book of Revelation, right? Uh, even though that there are four main interpretations, whether it's a futurist view, which was a Jesuit view, um, or a um, historist view, which was a Protestant view, or a preterist view, which is a Catholic view, um, or an allegorical view, um, which could be any of the denominations of Christianity. Uh, But I do believe, for example, I will touch briefly upon a pre-tribulation rapture like you see in Left Behind series that was written by Council for National Policy member Tim mm-hmm. LaHaye and Art of the Zionist, okay? I do believe, though, a pre-tribulation could happen. 
Um, I, I, I'm not a pre-tribulation, I'm a mid-tribulation rapture person, but I do believe that it, it pre-tribulation raptures to some degree have been used to disarm Christians and that if a pre-tribulation rapture doesn't happen, right, or how it's foretold and left behind that before the book of Revelation starts to occur, or however far, if you are in the book of Revelation, that Christians will be raptured out before the, you know, the events of prophecies begin to happen. Yeah. Um, I do believe that is, in my opinion, um, incorrect, or at least been used incorrect if a pre-tribulation rapture happens. It's been used to uh bolster up zionism to bolster up um to bolster up uh dominionism uh that we have to bring christ's kingdom down here on earth which ironically enough the sabbat the sabbatians uh and the Frankists felt the same way as well it wasn't necessarily christ but they were trying to commit as much sin as they could to bring god down here on earth yep. just like the dominionism uh, doing whatever possibility to bring god down here on earth as well through their own perver perverted means but i digress there but um and, and so, and there's some sets of Gnosticism too that Gnosticism too that was trying to bring God down too as well, or trying to end um, the control of the demiurge to bring the uh, God that was outside of time and space, um, the true Creator God here on Earth to fix everything to break everyone out of the matrix, quote unquote. Okay, uh, for lack of a better words, uh, the prison planet. You know, there's many different terms. You know, modern terms for the beliefs in Gnosticism back then, um, but. Um, they, they, they seem to be kind of trying to um, use, many people don't read their Bible anymore. And my friend Jesse Spots used to be like, when he was an atheist, used to say, well, if they telegraphed the end of, you know, if, if, if everyone knows what's going to happen at the end of the world, it's in the book of Revelation, right? There's no way it could be true, right? Because it's all there. But so many people have hardened the heart against God. So many people will fall to the grand delusion or falling to minor delusions right now with the QAnon operation, right? And believing in the world order of love and light that, well, maybe it is possible that if the if a, you take it a Protestant historist view, the book of Revelation is unfolding itself right now, right in front of us. Um, I, I don't know. But I can say that they have used certain spinning... Bible prophecy to fit their motives. And they've been doing this mm. since the inception of the early church um, to use it for their objectives. So again, like they used a pre-trib rapture to push Zionism. Does that mean that, and they also, you know, use it so that let's say that I'm right with a mid-trib rapture. And that Christians will have to suffer some rut during the book of Revelation and be persecuted. How about those Christians that believe in a pre-trib rapture? What happens when Jesus doesn't come then, but comes later? Do some of them fall away and give up in the faith? Because they felt it was some sort of programming and what they were told was incorrect? I don't know. But it's interesting nonetheless that they use this. You can even use Serge Montes and Project Bluebeam, right? You know, you can to discuss the truth or falsity of that. Who really truly knows? Um, and the false alien invasion, right? You have Tucker Carlson, uh, who is I've done numerous shows exposing Tucker, um, his connections to the world order. I mean, his father was head of Voice of America for Richard Carlson for for years, um, and uh, Tucker Carlson was a uh, supposed 
because of two restaurant reviews, a very important person to come at Pizza Ping Pong uh, during the 2000s and 2010s and was very good friends with David Brock and James Alphonsus. But right. Tucker's our guy, right? Um, but um, he, he, him, you see all these people pushing this false alien evasion. And even Cooper pushed it until yeah. for some reason he either had self-reflection or realized that he had been bamboozled and was like, wait a minute, I've been pushing a lie. And he did say so that at the end, towards the end, from what I see, he did yes. come out and say that he, he had been wrong with that part um, so or, or, or been used, I think. Yes. Was kind of, yeah. yes. So so they're, they're kind of pushing these what they call false eschatology. Some of them are new age, like the false alien invasion, and some of them are more rooted in Christian beliefs, like the pre-tribulation rapture. Whether or not pre-tribulation rapture is correct or not, I don't know. Um, but, uh, to, 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 they have used that to their advantage for Zionism, the Schofield Bible and everything like that. Right. And, and look, I don't, I don't hate the Jewish people. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I don't, it's one, you know, I, and I, 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 I am against the corruption of the Israeli government, um, and what they have done to, they, they have persecuted Christian Palestinians, my own brothers, mm. uh, over in Palestine. Um, and, and, and so I, I, you know, I'm, I'm no Zionist, but I do, there have been innocent Jewish people, uh, who have been persecuted, uh, by the pharisaical, uh, elect or the synagogue of Satan, or, you know, those who say they're Jews or are not, or, you know, just as much as the world order is, is all the, all, every, all the different groups are too, as well, um, that have been scapegoated. Um, and, you know, and, and it's, it's sad that they, yeah, I, I mean, I've had, I played a clip of Fatova Singer, who's a Jewish apolis, uh, apologist, who literally claims that they used the Christians and deluded them with Zionism to establish Israel. But at the same time, he scared crapless because these Christians love him so much that they want him to convert to Christianity. Right. So it's kind of like, what did they do? You know, they got into bed with strange bedfellows, you know? So does that answer your question? Answer your question in any of how they've used kind of these false eschatological or at least manipulated eschatology to fit their objectives. But it necessarily doesn't mean that the book of Revelation in and of itself isn't true. As a Christian, I believe that it is, and I believe that it will come to pass. Um, and I do believe that it isn't, you know, completely allegorical, uh, that there are some symbolism and, and allegory in the book of Revelation, or at least some symbolism in the book of Revelation, should I say, not necessarily allegory. Um, but I, but I do, but I do believe that it's also uh, something that is 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 unfolding. Um, at least the birth pains of it is unfolding. We are becoming like the days of Noah. Uh, so I, I mean, I it's complex. You know, I I don't know if they're going to rebuild the temple. I don't know how the Noahide laws fall into place. Um, I don't know if the Noahide laws are old world order. And the new world order of love and light overthrows the Noahide laws and institutes their own some sort of law uh, based in uh, all religions. I don't know. I don't know. It's a spiritual. I'd love to get, love to get your opinion it? on it. You it's, know? it's just so I mean, convoluted and confusing. And one of the things I wanted to ask before we go is that when it comes to the rapture, the first thing that comes to mind is this uploading of consciousness to this cloud. That to me just seems like a clear technological technocracy version of, of what they're trying to do there what's mm -hmm. your take on that very much so 
Um, we know that the true rapture is taking place when every single eye on the earth will see Jesus Christ. There will be no way that you cannot see him. Uh, every eye will see him returning. Um, and so because of that, uh, that's how you can kind of situate some sort of um, Project Blue Beam returning mm -hmm. of Jesus. Um, and there's other, you know, prophecy within Revelation that would coincide around the same time as well. Um, but I could see that a false inversion of that, the false inversion of the rapture, the false inversion of escaping the prison planet, um, and, and, and it is uploading your consciousness onto a cloud. Now, the question is, is will God supersede before that happens? Because that's the destruction of free will. I don't know. I don't know if it will ever get to that point, Richard. Or yeah. if it's ever completely gotten to that point, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if I it'll get to again, that it's point. A I do believe it's a destruction of free will, which God would not, in my opinion, would not allow to happen based off of my belief of the Bible. Um, because everyone has a choice. You know, you have a choice to, uh, you know, to, to rebel against God or, or to accept him. You know, Jesus Christ is knocking on the door. Um, we don't open the door. All we do is kind of just stop pushing up against the door, you know. Uh, and, and so, you know, it's, 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 I, I don't know how it's going to unfold itself. Um, there's a lot of people that I, I listen to that, that discuss it in, in various mechanisms and not everybody has the full puzzle, including myself included. Um, we only have maybe parts of the puzzle and maybe some of the parts of the puzzle go where we put them and maybe some parts of the puzzle didn't go where we put them. Um, you know, as far as how it's going to all play out or how it's going to all unfold. Um, but I do know that the elites, from what I could tell, don't have our best interests at heart. Um, and I mean, the Bible, you know, says that to be true, but ultimately they do have to answer to God. Uh, and ultimately they will answer to God one day. Um, and, you know, I... I used to think that we needed a second American revolution, right? That we're supposed to rebel and overthrow uh, the government. That's what the founding fathers um, had wanted. But now I realize, and a lot of people are going to be put off by this. And I can understand why, because it's a very difficult thing to understand. And I myself fully haven't completely grasped. And sometimes I want to rebel against it too, right? Because I don't like authority. I don't like when someone tells me something to do, you know, but if we take the teachings of Jesus and we take the teachings of the New Testament, um, there is passful resistance. We are supposed to pass, passfully resist uh, and uh, we're supposed to flee if necessary. But, you know, as far as revolution, as far as overthrowing the government, as far as killing people, um, it's forbidden. And that's a really tough thing. Because when you have these people that hate you, that want to kill you, that are, you know, evil, at least have to pertain the personification of evil, that serve Satan, and you have to forgive them, and you have to not practice violence against them, and... That's very tough. I, 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 when I was a Gnostic, I, I was ready. I had my gut in my hand, and I was going to fight back and kill them all. <laughs> you know, but 
ultimately, what type of example does that set? And ultimately, where does that get you? Mm. Uh, it's a great place to end it. So all in all, this, this new age movement, this new age world where they're coming from, it ties into theosophy. It ties into all of these things, Gnosticism. What, what is it? It's, it's, what is it about? What, what is the point? Is it, is it to have something to, to offer after the, this new world order, this, this Illuminati kind of thing falls? And are they, are they both needed? Is this like a pincer movement to move humanity on because you've got these two things that are fighting? Do we need the dark? to make the light move on, like the, the, the duality. Do we need this? Is there an overall game going on here that's trying to move us on and we, we, we need that kind of push-pull? Because without it, this new age movement doesn't make any sense because if it was all love and light and everybody got on, there would be no trying, there would be no movement. Everyone would just stand around. We don't need it, but it was something that, that, we, that we chose. It says we chose the duality. Um, and we do have to pay for the sins of Adam and Eve. So since we chose a duality, uh, it's something that we have to live with. Um, and it was something that God knew was going to happen. Um, but as a parent, he allowed it to happen um, so that, you know, we, we can learn either to accept him and we can learn to live by the commandments and to, to, to try to be a good person um, or not. The choice is yours. So, you know, I, again they want a perfect utopia and ultimately i do believe that one day we you know for those who who, who accept god they, they will live in a perfect utopia purged of you know the fall but it's not one that man created by their own hands when these people are not, how are they ascended masters? How are they any different than you and I? Mm. I mean, think about it. The worst of humanity, if you really think about it compared to God, if you believe that God is completely just and righteous, you compared to the worst of humanity is only one step over. And God's all the way over here. Now, granted, if you believe in Jesus and his sacrifice, you're next to Jesus and God wants you die and your body's perfected. But us as human beings, we're only slightly better than the worst of us. Because we all still, even though some of us control our urges for the flesh, right? The thoughts are still there. The actions, we still succumb to that. I mean, think about how many times, Richard, have you lied in your life? How many times have you hurt a loved one, either on purpose or not, right? When you start adding it up, it's, it's a lot. Now, granted, you may have not have killed tens of millions of people like Stalin, but it's still a lot of hurt that we brought upon this world. But there's a lot of good that we brought upon this world too, ontologically, because it comes from God. So it's, it, it's tough, man. It's, it's, Hope I'm making sense through this, and I'm not just rambling. I apologize no, no. if I am. It, it's it, it's something I, I have really wrestled with for about two or three years now, and I still haven't completely wrapped my head around it. Maybe I will, if, you know, to some degree, um, more the older I get. 
Um, but it's ultimately the world order of love and light. Satan appears as an angel of light. So the world order of this book, does this book look evil to you? Yes, it does. It does to me in a way, but maybe that's because of the context of you just told me, but it's just something to do with the, the but if you just looked at, if design. you just if you just looked at the cover, okay? Happy birthday, planet Earth. That sounds nice, right? Oh yeah, the have, wording and, you, and the way it's presented. You have the, you have the, yeah, you have the dove around the world with peace, right? Peace and love, and new age and love and light. The instant of cooperation. Oh, that's nice. It's nice to cooperate with people. What does right? the dove mean again? That's that's got a, a symbolic symbology. It's a, it's a perversion of the uh, of the, of the dove and the olive branch for Noah, right? Okay. The promise. Yep, yep. It's a perversion of that. That's what this picture is. It's a perversion that they will save mankind. That's what this cover shows. And so if you read this book, she talks about Jesus all the time and how much Jesus was great and the son of God and how lovely he was and how great he, humanity can be. And only if we do these love and light principles and we ascend and this woman wanted to kill a fourth of the people. She says she was the pale horse rider, Richard. The, the pale horse rider. One fourth of the world that does not ascend and are not good enough to be with them. They shall die. It's wicked. It's wicked. It's calling evil good. Mm. Which isn't it the satanic inversion? Of everything. It, it's like Bill Gates being a philanthropist. Everything's mm -hmm. like that, isn't it? Mm -hmm. All the opposite of what they claim to be. And that kind of brings us back to the start when I was talking about the self-development world and all of these people up there claiming love and light and everyone's beautiful. And it was all madness and nonsense. And you would see them as soon as the, they stepped off stage of nasty, nasty, nasty people. If you're a good, decent person, you don't need to shout it out to the world. You just go about it. You no. didn't need to tell anyone about it. No, you don't. And the thing is, is they had self-reflection and they were like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm working through this. Then you can understand you could be forgiven of a person, right? Because none of us are perfect, right? You know, most of these people don't even, they, they, they lack even that. They lack, they, they, they put out this outward appearance of love and light and meditation and, and transcendence. You know, that, that they're better than the rest of us. They've achieved this or gurus, you know, but in reality, behind the scenes or anything, but, but they don't even have the self-reflection that they claim to have to even look upon their lives and realize maybe I shouldn't be a dick. Well, that's a great way to end it. And it's totally true. And I'd love to do this again because there's so much more we can go into. I want to talk about this 5D stuff they're all coming out with now, which drives me insane. All of this stuff, that all this new age terminology they're coming out with, I want to talk about the allegory, the matrix and all of that. Nisara, Nisara. Oh, it's just, it, right. It, yeah, I can't, I'm all with you. And I just sit there and I'm like, it, it is so obvious to me that there's some unhinged mental deficiency going on. I don't mean not that stupid. I mean, there's some unhinged, emotional problems going on there that reek of it someone like like russell brand is just like 
just screams mental health issues. Well, people had me. issues with Russell Brand. Like he was MK Ultra Mind Control like a decade ago, right? But now since he's fighting against the elite and the pandemic, all of a sudden he's your new age guru. It's ridiculous. Of course it is. Of course it is. He was a he was an alcoholic and a drug addict. Nothing wrong with that. People have problems. People have issues. But he's he's just a guy. He's just a guy that wants to drink too much and gets up on a tank in the middle of London and gets his knob out. It's just, it's mad. He did that, by the way. Um, but this is the mad world we live in. Everybody's looking for someone else to to save them. And then maybe that's that's the issue here. John, this has been great. I've learned so much from you from the last few weeks, and I'm very open up, open to all this stuff because, again, there's so much more that we all need to learn. But this love and light, this new mage movement, the self-development love light gurus, I've seen them a t- thousand times. And um, it opened my mind to understand what this, especially the prison planet stuff, the Gnostic stuff, the Matrix stuff, and where this actually comes from and what it is actually suggesting was not apparent to me until a few weeks ago when um, the, you, I spoke to yourself and I looked into the Gnostics, sorry, the Cathars, and I was like, it was almost like something clicked. And I was like, I knew there was something wrong with it, but I didn't understand it was that. And it was a it's great to chat to you. Thank you for your time. Where can people find your work, mate? Thank you, Richard. Uh, you guys can find me. Uh, we read the documents on YouTube. Uh, we've underscore red on Twitter. Um, thank you for having me glitch in the code, brother. And um, I know a lot of people, and I guess one last thing, one, one, one little tiny thing is people say the Cathars have been slandered by the Catholic Church. Um, if you understand Gnosticism and you read the Nag Hammadi scrolls and the texts and everything, uh, you realize that what the Cathars believed was not much different than the early Gnostics um, or even the ancient Babylon religions beforehand or mystery Babylon religions even before the modern inversion or creation of Gnosticism. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, just learn more about God, the Father, and Jesus Christ, and, and be kind to your neighbors and to your family, and try to survive in the world that we live in. It's going to get tougher before, if it ever gets any better. The Bible says it's going to continue to get worse <laughs> until it's not anymore. So I don't know. I don't want to be a nihilist in that regard. Uh, you know, Martin Luther said, if the rapture's tomorrow, plant a tree today, you know. So take care, everybody. Thank you, Richard. Very much. That's what these these podcasts are about, and these this information about is I, I think it's planting trees for today and for tomorrow, and just to see hopefully a few people here and there can understand this and get something out of it, and might be thinking that the, the likes of the Cathars and I'm sure there's good people in there, and, that, and I'm not saying what the, the Catholic Church did to them was a good thing either. You get two wrongs don't make a right, but I do. You look into their stuff and realize that one of their principles was that to have a child was evil to bring a, a, a pure spirit to the earth was a bad thing. Then you just go, well, that sounds very Bill Gates to me. And mm-hmm. um, that's all I needed to, to get my head around. That was okay. This is mad. Um, cheers guys. Thank you for that. I know this one's probably been a tough one for people to listen to, but we have to have a look at these things and we are grown ups, and we are here to listen to both sides of things. So please leave your comments below and I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. I'm unapologetically fly. I don't wonder why that's just my attitude. Yeah, okay, hey, that's just my, uh, uh.